Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, June 8th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by Lockdown NHL. That's right, the Lockdown NHL podcast. Uh, it's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Lockdown NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, I'm Nolan Bianchi. I've got Scotty Bentley with me. Uh, and we have a very special guest joining us today to talk about his latest article at thehockeywriters.com, projecting what contracts will be given out to all of the Red Wings RFAs this offseason. We're going to break it down. We're going to go one by one. It's going to be a ton of fun. We got Tony Wallach in the building for the first time in a long time. Welcome back. Tony Wallach, recurring guest to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Thanks, boys. It's uh, it's great being back. Um, yeah, looking forward to talking some Red Wings, and uh, who knows, maybe it'll be another big summer for us, huh? That's uh, that's exactly that's what we're we're hoping. And, yeah. and with Eiserman, I almost feel dare I say it's the expectation, uh, which is kind of unfair. Dare you say it? Dare you say the it. expectation is that he's just going to do some crazy thing that nobody knows what it's going to be yet, and it's going to work out really, really well which is a really unfair thing to project onto somebody, but that always still happens. And it, and it works out really well, as we saw with the, the Jacob Verona, Anthony Mantha trade, uh, as we saw with everything that went on last season. Um, and, we, and, and there are some interesting decisions that need to be made this offseason because some of these RFAs are guys that have been in the system for a while, and they're guys that I think people had hopes for um, coming into the season uh Evgeny Sveshnikov I think was was the player most under a microscope coming into this year uh we'll start with the 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 qualifying offer guys um you have Michael Rasmussen Evgeny Sveshnikov Dennis Chalowski Gustav Lindstrom Giovanni Smith Chase Pearson and Hayden Verbeek uh go check it out the hockeywriters.com you write in there um the only people who stand out as potential wild cards uh, out of that group are Sveshnikov and uh, Pearson. I 100% agree with you. I think it would be very, very surprising to expect. I think it's just kind of crazy to expect that nobody from this prospect pipeline is gone for like another year in a row. And it's, it's one of them's just got to go. And I think it's just going to unfortunately be Evgeny Sveshnikov. You write in here that Chase Pearson, he hasn't really played in the NHL or he hasn't played at all in the NHL. He's more of a, a AHL lifer kind of guy, so he's not going to be asking for any crazy money. And with Evgeny Sveshnikov, that dude is still 100% trying to get to the NHL as a showstopping uh, forward or, or something. Yeah, so, I mean, you're right. They're, the two wild cards are Pearson and Sveshnikov. Um, Pearson, ha- he's eligible for arbitration, but... He, he, since he hasn't played a game in the NHL, I don't expect him to battle the Red Wings at all on on the salary demands. 
um, and, and based off of his, um, you know, 2020, 2021 uh, salary, um, his base salary, his, um, you know, it's, uh, his qualifying offer, <laughs> blanking on the word there, uh, his qualifying offer would uh, come in, you know, a little higher than you'd expect for someone who didn't, um, you know, play at the NHL level. But, you know, that's just the way it works. And then you're right, for Sveshnikov, um, he could be non-tendered. Um, I don't I, I don't think he will. I think the Red Wings will hold on to him just because – you're not really sure how things are going to play off or play out with the uh, uh, Seattle expansion draft. And mm. he might be selected. Another prospect might be, might be selected. Um, there's a, there's potential there for a roster spot to open up. So I do think they'll end up, um, you know, qualifying him once again, um, just to see how things turn out. And if he gets claimed on waivers next year, I, I'm sure the Red Wings will be fine with it um, <laughs> since they, put him on waivers twice already and, and no one claimed them. They're willing to risk him, losing him for nothing. So um, yeah, I, I, I hate to kick the can down the road, but that's probably what's going to happen. And I, I think it's good asset management to just to try one more time with him and see what happens. How much do you think like the, the Kraken thing really affected this list for you? Like while you were kind of breaking down each person, do you think like having that in the back of your mind, like you talked about of, of, you know, we need to, we still need to fill rosters for, for them and the Griffins and stuff. Like, is that, is that really on the forefront of your mind of like, Oh, like any of these roster spots could open up and need to keep as many people as possible kind of a thing. To a degree. Yeah. Um, with, with Sveshnikov, I, I, it, it was front and center just because I do think he's one of the top three, four players that might get selected. Sure. Um, so just having him there to be, you know, bait for the Kraken uh, to pick up instead of, you know, whoever else is available. Maybe it's Nevastikov, maybe it's, I don't know, Chalowski or Lindstrom or Stetcher, depending on which one of those players are uh, made available. Um, with everyone else, it, not so much. I was originally planning on uh, having the Red Wings non-tender uh Matthias uh, Bromia and uh, Christian Juice, and then they signed in Europe. So just, I just deleted <laughs> that out real quick. And, yeah. It's easier for you, I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so I want to say it's keeping as many players as possible. I think it's just being strategic about um, the upcoming expansion draft. Sure. You're just trying to like blend them in to the other guys. You, you can't really... <laughs> right. Like, no, no, take this guy. Uh <laughs> Let's talk about Adam Ernie. A great season for Adam Ernie. Uh, I believe the Red Wings' leading goal scorer this year. For people that, yeah, that yeah, for, for people, people that for were only that, scored for the Red Wings. Yes. Yeah, for players <laughs> that only scored in the Red Wings, he leads the Red Wings in goal scoring. Correct. Uh, Correct. So good for Adam Ernie. What's he going to get? Like five million dollars? You, you got him? Five, 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 <laughs> seven, five? seven. That's a little steep, but. <laughs> <laughs> now you got him at uh, two years, one point six million. Uh, I, I think that. Here's the thing with Adam Ernie, right? As much as we all want to make fun of like the explosion of Adam Ernie, as much as we all like look at Adam Ernie and are like, eh, come on, this isn't real. Like there, there's a there's a thing that happens in the this happens in the NHL. This happens in all sports all the time, where somebody hits the age of 25 and all of a sudden it's like they figure something out, they're in the right situation. They, you know, it, it takes one or two things. And much like 
you know, people in our lines of work. I mean, we all, we all kind of have different lines of work in some way or another. You can come into your own when you're 25, 26, 27, instead of like being the man at 21. And I think that that's something important to keep in mind when we talk about anamorty. And I'm not saying this is uh, for sure a sustainable thing, but it's also something that, hey, who knows? Maybe anamorty becomes a 20 goal scorer for like the rest of his Red Wings career. Yeah, so I, I think a, a two-year deal works for him just because, you know, he is, he's a depth player. Like, let's, make, let's not make a mistake here. You know, he did lead the Red Wings in scoring, but he played on the fourth line all year. Um, that's also just, it's crazy to think about, but (laughs) (laughs) you're right. We need to get this guy some first line. (laughs) I think it's, it's, it's a similar, uh, conundrum sort of that Toronto has with Zach Hyman. Um, he, you know, outperformed expectations, um, for him, it, it could have been riding the coattails of other players a little bit. Um, but, you know, they're wondering now if they should pay him $5 million to stick around. And the answer is no. He's a, he's a depth player. You can find someone else cheaper to, you know, go in and play a similar role and produce adequate numbers comparable to what he was doing before. So with Ernie, it's, it's similar to that. And, you know, you can afford him at around $1.6 million for another uh, couple of years. And then after that, he'll probably – you know, hopefully he'll take a step forward and, um, you know, like produce well enough to earn a big contract after that. And that's where I think the Red Wings would let him walk or trade him before that. Um, it's it's not worth the cap space um, for them to have a depth player making a ton of money. Ken Holland made that mistake a few too many times. And I, I think I think really? the is like, I don't, I don't remember <laughs> any of those. The, the so, Darren Helm for what five five year deal for Darren was it a four year deal for Darren Helm five year deal for Darren Helm at four point something million? I don't think we want to repeat that again. Franz and, Nielsen's and, an important and, part of this team, guys. <laughs> oh man, so, God. So yeah, I mean, with with Ernie, like the the one point six million uh, that I projected, it's it's pretty reasonable for what he produced. It's it's a nice raise from what he's already making. Um, it's in line with other players in his shoes, um, more so bottom six players who can move up and down the lineup. Um, Minnesota's Ryan Hartman and, and Washington, Washington's uh, Connor Sheary were my main comparables there, uh, both making around the same uh, money and the same contract length. I think Hartman's was, was a three-year deal, but um, I think Ernie two years at 1.6 would be um, what gets it done. Now, uh, Phil Peronik, let's start to get into some of the interesting conversations that we're going to have to have here, because uh, Phil Peronik, you write here that there are a couple different options, but I also think that this is kind of a weird, there's been like underlying currents of like, is he part of this core? Could you be better served by trading him? There's, there's a lot of conversations to be had. We can get to that in a second, but you kind of lay out the immediate options for uh, re-signing him you have the two-year bridge deal that they could you know um, re-sign you have the uh, what you call the big boy deal just get it out of the way sign him to the long-term deal now which even though I just mentioned you know the the breadth of trading him I don't think would be the worst thing in the world but I also don't know if I'd feel good about that 
I, I actually wouldn't feel good about that. And I also probably don't think that that uh, Steve Eisman would make that type of move. Uh, what was the third one? Oh, it, it was just those two options. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, the big boy deal or the bridge deal. Okay, I misread something. Okay, so those those <laughs> are the two options. Uh, two very interesting options. I think ultimately you have him signing a bridge deal for uh, $3.0 million AAV uh, for two years. Um, and that that probably ultimately sounds like the right call because I don't really know how to feel about like Philip Peronic. And uh, he obviously kind of exploded out on the season last season didn't have as much of an offensively productive year this year as he did uh, a season ago. And I just, I, nothing to me screams top two defenseman. Like as, as much as he has been a top two defenseman grinding out 25 minutes a night, I just, I don't see it with him. Yeah. And I, I think th- that's one of the main things I was considering there as well as, um, is he a top two defenseman on a good team? And right now, I think the answer is no. But who knows? Maybe that can change in a couple of years. Um, so that's why I, I thought, you know, let's like in my you know prediction, projection, whatever you want to call it. I, I gave I, I thought a two-year deal, three million dollars per season, um, would be the best fit for Hronik right now. Um, it's on par with uh, what Ryan, Ryan Lindgren got, Mackenzie Weegar as well. Um, and Eric Cernak in Tampa Bay. So those are all great defensemen, quality blue liners um, who are roughly the same talent cohort as, uh, as Hronik. Um, by doing this bridge deal, you can reevaluate things in two years and see like, okay, is he an actual top two defenseman? Or is he more of a top four can, you know, jump up if need be into the top pairing? Um you know, so that way you can you can project out the like the actual big boy contract there. Um, now, if you if you sign him to a long term deal now, you'd kind of have to do, um, you know, projecting him as a as a top pairing defenseman most likely. Um, and while there would be cap savings from that down the road, I don't know if you can make that bet. And by the end of the you know last couple of years of the deal, you're still satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm thinking you just you hold on for a little bit and then um, revisit the situation when the Red Wings are hopefully a much better team. Do you think Cider has anything to do with with that, or is there not enough depth at the defensive position currently for that really to for, for that really to have any effect on on his immediate future? Like you talk about the bridge deal, obviously it probably wouldn't. I would imagine affect that, but but do you think that that uh, cider coming up and all the cap space we have to maybe go out and get a defenseman in the future too. Like, do you think that might be a reason that that prevents them from going with the big boy deal as well? I would, I would think that the the Red Wings current depth plays into it more so than anything. And right now I, I, I feel that, um, and I, I'm in no way involved, so I, I actually don't know this, but I do think that if I was in Hironic's position and or working as his representation, I would come to the Red Wings and say, you know, my client's a first pairing defenseman for you guys. Sure. And he should be paid as such. So if you're talking about a long-term contract, that's what you're looking at. But if you're doing a bridge deal, um, you know, it's, it is, you know, revisiting things later on and that, you know, I am a first pairing defenseman that that may not be coming into the equation at that point. It's mostly just 
looking at other similar players rather than, you know, where the player exists within the current structure of the team. All right, just going to step in real quick here and talk to you guys about Wealthfront, Stonks, Memes, Rocket Ships. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, I was thinking in my head, like, should I do it? And then I was like, he'll do it. <laughs> Day trading can be a Back lot of fun. Uh, but, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data shows that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. So team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or if you've even been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized for you in just mere minutes. Wealthfront is trusted with over 20 billion with a B dollars of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL to get your five first $5,000 managed for free for life. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL to get started today. Also, got to talk to everybody about rockauto.com. With the ever increasing numbers of makes, models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Rockauto.com is a family business saving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, like I said earlier. Well, why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we send you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Tipped by Rasmussen, gathered back in by the Hurricanes, and they missed you. Here comes Verana. Verana right in on goal back. It scores! What a beauty! Jacob Verana displaying his skills right there to cut the lead in half. Uh, let us talk about Jacob Verana. Very exciting player. The Red Wings acquire him uh, midseason in the deal for Anthony Mantha. He has 11 points in 11 games for the Red Wings this year. Uh, he is an RFA this offseason. You project that he will get a uh, one-year bridge deal as well. Uh, I believe the, the number was 4.25 million. Um, and the, and the reasoning basically, and I'll let you go into this, but you know, it's my job to tee up. We're, we're doing soft toss. I'm standing next to you on one knee, you know, I'm just tossing <laughs> the ball up in there and you're crushing it over the fence. Um, 
And the main reason for that, which I completely agree with, is that you don't necessarily know what you're going to have with him. He's still RFA eligible next year if you sign him to a one-year deal. And so you'll still have complete control in that sense. And so why would you sign him? Like that, and and that that's the thing. It's like, yeah, maybe like you are you risk that he absolutely explodes this year and he has like an MVP season and then you're really screwed, but like probably not, you know. <laughs> I I think that's a, a worthy gamble. Um he when when Jacob Ron was playing in Washington, um he was playing middle six minutes and uh didn't always have the best line mates. Not that the Caps players aren't good, but like he wasn't playing opposite of Ovechkin, you know, every night. Um, but still his per 60 numbers were outstanding, especially his goal scoring. And, you know, we saw when he, when he joined the Red Wings, um, obviously the guy can score. Uh, but, um, you know, he is transitioning from that middle six role to a, 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 essentially a first line role or maybe top six role. So, I'm, I'm curious to see and have, have a larger sample size of what he looks like in that role. If you're paying him for like, for, you know, his previous work and per 60 numbers um, and what he's shown with the Red Wings over a long-term contract, I think he's probably going to ask for a, you know, a pretty good chunk of change. But if you evaluate him over the course of a full NHL season, playing top six minutes, playing, you know, hopefully top line minutes as well. Um, you'll get a better understanding of what to expect over the next, you know, three, four, five, six years. And then you can make a, a determination on what the best, you know, salary associated with a long-term contract is, or if he fits into the picture, who knows, maybe the Red Wings will trade him again, but you know, I kind of doubt it as they need goal scoring, but um, yeah, you need a larger sample size of what he can do in a top six role, as opposed to a middle six role um, to, you know, to estimate his valuation a little better. Something interesting is like you mentioned the teammates that he played with in Washington. Obviously we know the caliber of teammates that he's played with in Detroit, but Jacob Verona feels like a player who could be taken to maybe not MVP levels, but maybe going a little country made here, David Posternak levels of uh, like player with this like up and coming Red Wing score, like imagine Lucas Raymond and Jacob Verona or, or Jonathan Berggren and Jacob Verona with the way that guy was uh, dishing out assists this season. Like he seems like a guy who once those kids come in, like nobody is going to reap the benefits more than Jacob Verona. I, yeah, I totally agree. And I think we got to see some of uh, Philip Sedina's playmaking skills mm-hmm. Um, opposite mm-hmm. Verona, you know, down the stretch this season. And, and you're right. Once uh, Bergen and, and Raymond join the team, uh, Verona will be a, a beneficiary of that. I am curious to see, though, how he skates alongside Dylan Larkin for, um, you know, a longer uh, stretch of the season since they really, between, um, you know, Larkin's injury and Verona joined the team, they didn't overlap all that much. So, I'm curious to see how, you know, those two and Zadina would play on the top line or maybe the Red Wings, um, I don't know, maybe maybe they sign a, a top two center. Maybe they put Rasmus in that role next season. We'll get to, we'll get to that later. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. 
Uh, we'll we'll keep it on the RFAs for now. But yeah, I, I am really curious. <laughs> well, we to technically did keep it on the RFAs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really did. curious to see how he he <laughs> plays alongside Larkin. Um, yeah, yeah, and and just you know really handles that uh, that top six role. Well, that'd be a really well balanced top line too of of Larkin, Verana, and uh, Sadina. Like a lot of interesting kind of skills at work there. A ton of speed. Uh, like some decent finishing ability. It's like the chaotic good, chaotic neutral, or whatever the hell. Like they they are that thing where like they're overlapping a lot, but they also have like their own strengths that are kind of cool. And I I agree that could make an interesting uh, top line. And then you're looking at it, you're like, oh, the Red Wings have a little bit of depth. We don't have to put Tyler Bertuzzi on the roster until the second line. Like that's incredible. Uh, so hopefully he can make it back in time, healthy next year. But speaking of Oh, Bert, you have him next up on your list. A long-term deal you have projected for Tyler Bertuzzi, despite the back injury, despite the season loss, you have him uh, four years, $4.375 million AAV. I absolutely agree with this. I don't think you can give him another one-year deal and risk him going to unrestricted free agency. Uh, and uh, if you do give him a one-year deal and he comes out and he has his, he, and he continues to score at the pace that he did in the very small sample size last year, you're probably in a little bit of trouble because then you have to make a tough decision. He might force your hand. You might lose him for nothing. So a lot of different factors at play there if you don't give this guy his money now. And he's somebody who's exceeded expectations at every level that he's playing. He's been nothing short. He's, he's been the Red Wings' most reliable player when healthy uh since he's really joined the club like there hasn't you know it's never like what's wrong with Tyler Bertuzzi it's just like dang that dude's crazy and somehow he keeps scoring and somehow he just keeps getting assists like he he's just always there he can finish uh he's always around the net you just love everything about Tyler Bertuzzi and uh I think this makes a lot of sense as well yeah so you're right um if the Red Wings you know, sign him to another one-year contract. Um, he'll be an unrestricted free agent after the season. And I don't think that's a risk that they want. Um, a, what I had was a four-year deal um, at, uh, where was it? Uh, 4.375. Um, that breaks down to um, three and a half next season, which is essentially a mulligan for this season. That's how much he made. Uh, four and a half the year after that, four and a half the third year and then the fourth year topping out at 5 million, which for someone, you know, in his role, 5 million is probably as much as you want to pay him. That's about um, what Tom Wilson's making for the capitals. And that's pretty much where you'll top out at, you know, power forwards who can score goals may not be like a true goal scorer, but Hey, at least, you know, Tyler Bertuzzi doesn't like injuring people. So we got that going for us. <laughs> that helps. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, the, the back injury is, is a concern. Um, and, like, the thing is, he, he's expected to be healthy and ready for training camp. So you have to trust that when the Red Wings do sign him, they'll have all the med- medical information available. Um, and uh, they'll, you know, be able to make the right decision there. Um, if, you know, who knows? If it's like a, a situation with the Kaiser where – he's not going to be that great um, his first year back and it's going to be a struggle getting back to game shape, then yeah, maybe you do sign him to a one-year deal and have the understanding with them uh, that, you know, if you, if you uh, perform and get back, <laughs> if you get back up to speed, then we'll, <laughs> we'll reward you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you don't, 
you have to manage your risk there. And, mm-hmm. and based on everything I'm hearing, a four-year deal is a worthwhile risk for the Red Wings and one that will likely you know, be fine uh, when everything's said and done. Just going to step in one last time here and talk to everybody about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, even UFC and MMA, uh, a boxing that that Jake Paul Floyd Mayweather or whichever Paul it was I don't even know to be honest with you you throw it on on anything at bet online before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information I'm realizing it was definitely Logan by the way and not Jake don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs, we got NBA and NHL playoffs in full swings. You don't want to miss on the action, so go to Bet Online, head to our, head to their website, or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, and lastly, we're going to talk to everybody about. Lucy. Lucy is a nicotine company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Research and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, pomegranate. It is convenient and discreet products can be enjoyed anywhere on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your bait, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Lockdown NHL Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code Lockdown NHL to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co. Use promo code Lockdown NHL at checkout. Also, I do have to say this disclaimer warning this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco, and nicotine is an addicted chemical. Lucy.co, be sure to use that promo code Lockdown NHL for your order today. Aronik with the empty net. He's good at it. He's good at it. He hits it. He's the best at it. It's three to one. What uh on the just to play like devil's advocate on the flip side? What is there any benefit to kind of like being safer and playing the sh- like? There obviously the UFA next year. Maybe, maybe there's not. Maybe there is no benefit to to keeping it short term and stuff because of that. But do you see? Do you see any? Um, you know, obviously coming off the injury, there's a little bit of risk going longer term. What's more the benefit of keeping it short if you think there is any? I think you you hate to see what happened with the Kaiser happen to someone else. Um, and of course, you obviously want players to be healthy, have the best quality of life imaginable. Um, but with the Kaiser, you know, the back injury really just it's not so much he's on a trajectory now being a veteran, but like it really did hamper his, his game. So I think with, with Bertuzzi, you'd hate to see what happened with the Kaiser in terms of his back injury and his overall ability to, um, you know, play 
his style effectively. Um, so, uh, you know, as we've seen with the Kaiser, he just hasn't been able to play to his former self. And um, it's frustrating knowing that he has $5 million tied up because he was signed to a, a long, long-term contract. I think it was six years. Um, and that was signed when he was still in his prime. Um, but with Bertuzzi, oh, geez, who would have pulled I, that move? <laughs> I, think, I think we all know. <laughs> um, but yeah, with with Bertuzzi, you hate to see that same thing happening. So if if your medical reports are saying that there is significant risk with this, uh, then I think you do try to go shorter term um, until he can, you know, prove that you know, everything's fine. And hopefully, uh, you know, there's some loyalty there from the two sides and um, just the, the mutual understanding that we do want this to be a long-term relationship with the team and the player. And, uh, you know, we just kind of have to take it, you know, we have to approach it this way because of, you know, the current circumstances. And, and honestly, Bertuzzi has every right to be like, no, I was. I want to make as much money as I can, and that sh- that sounds shallow. But like, you want to set yourself up for you know your future, your family's future, yeah, and um, especially especially when you yeah. have an injury scare, right? Even because it makes so. you realize like how quickly that can all be taken away from you. For sure, sure. So you can't fault uh, him or any player in that circumstance at all for trying to maximize their their value, maximize their earnings, and. Um, if anything, you can criticize the GM for signing him to a deal and it doesn't pan out. That's not on the player. You shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, harp on them for not living up to their contract. It's, it's on the GM for signing, signing them in the first place. Absolutely. I also think, too, uh, there's so much that, like, the Red Wings hockey is so much more fun when Tyler Bertuzzi is playing. Like, there's just, there's so much more entertainment value on a shift to shift basis, there's way more meme ability. Like the post game <laughs> interviews are way more fun. Like there's just Red Wings hockey is better with Tyler Bertuzzi and the mix. We, I, I missed the hell out of him for this entire season. Yeah. Me, I like how uh, meme ability should be a stat that should be on <laughs> hockey reference. It should be like its own column on hockey reference. Yeah. <laughs> Per 60 metric, yeah. <laughs> meme, meme per 60. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's like, it's like, uh, how funny or, you know, how funny looking they are divided by how good they are at hockey times, how many teeth they have missing. Right. Plus, uh, their level of standoffishness. Yes. Yeah. Bert would be up there for the league leader. I think to be honest, like he'd be like, he'd be pretty high on that list. I'm thinking about it off the dome now. I might need to look into creating a model for this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. I would be pretty it, yeah. fun. That, that would be a lot of fun. And we would have an excuse to bring you back on the show. Because, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like I laid the groundwork there for a pretty good formula or what was that? <laughs> algorithm. Is that what it's referred to? Oh, yeah, not you, a formula. You, you would definitely be cited uh, after it's published, for sure. Excellent, excellent. Go. All right. Uh, while we got you here, Tony Wolick from thehockeywriters.com, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Had a lot of fun going over your RFA projections, uh, and it has been a while. So go check out Tony. Where where can people find you on Twitter? I assume that I would be able to recall it off the top of my head when the time came, but I'm not confident now, even though I think it's at the Tony Wolick. But 
It's just at Tony Wolak. Oh, just at Tony Wolak. All right. Uh, all right. Um, so go check him out on Twitter. Go check out whatever he's got coming up. I'm going to give you a second. We're, we're going to give you the, uh, the, the, the hot ones treatment where we say, you know, plug everything you need to. Um, but I'm curious to know, any UFAs you got your eye on this offseason? Um, not yet. I, my grand scheme, I do have a grand scheme though. And that's, you know, with all the, the uh, cap space the Red Wings have, they can do what they did for Marion Hosa um, back in the day and uh, sign him to an outlandish one-year contract that no one else can afford. So that way the player can, you know, maximize their value, hit free agency once again. And um, whether that's, you know, a top two center or a defenseman, um, that'd be great. But if they're looking for a depth player and then maybe, you know, signing a again, a depth player for more than, you know, they would expect to find anywhere else, but also, um, you know, put themselves in a good position to, to trade them at the deadline and uh, retain half their salary. And I think that's, that's might be a smart play, especially this off season with the, the flat salary cap. Who do you think might be interested in like taking a short-term deal like that? Cause I'm just looking at this list. Blake Coleman is somebody that I've like for the last couple of months kind of been like, I think he'd be a really interesting option for the Red Wings. Uh, he probably wouldn't cost a lot of money. You could plug him in a lot of different places. Um, and he'd be an upgrade over the veterans that you signed last year. Uh, but like Philip Genote, for example, I, like, I think that that would be somebody who uh, is really, really interesting. He could, could, you could sign him for a lot of money. But at the same time, uh, I think he like already turned out a long-term deal. So I'm curious to know what he's looking for. I'm curious to know what a lot of these players are looking for. Like if they're going to be... If they look at because because we're in the second offseason of this now, right? And uh like what Taylor Hall did last year, because like that was all driven by the pandemic year and the flat cap and all that other stuff. So um I'm curious to see like how the pendulum swings, if more people do that, if less people do that, or, or how that all plays out. It's interesting. Taylor Hall could be a cautionary tale or he could be the reason to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause he is, you know, uh, obviously his time in Buffalo was not great, but his time in Boston has been outstanding. Um, he got to bring home a nice chunk of change, um, $8 million. And, um, you know, he got also got to have a hand in where he was being dealt. So if the Red Wings, you know, try something similar with, say, Dougie Hamilton, who I, I doubt would ever sign with the Red Wings anyway, but I'll just use him as an example. If he's expecting, if he's hoping for, I don't know, $10 million on the open market, the best offer he gets from teams is like eight. Mm-hmm. The Red Wings could offer him 12 and attempt to flip him at the deadline. Um, and eat a bunch of his for, money. Yeah, and eat. Half his salary and a six million dollar Dougie Hamilton to a contending team sounds like a win to me. So, Mm -hmm. just something to think about. I like that a lot. I love Uh, that. What do you got coming up? What do you got planned for more offseason content as we roll uh, towards the draft, towards the free agency, towards all that good stuff? Yeah, working on uh, some draft content. uh, So, stay tuned for that. Um, Also, doing a, a, a big project with the hockey writers, we're doing a um, a large scale expansion draft with uh, writers representing all 31 teams. And I will be serving as the Kraken's GM, selecting everyone, making side ah. deals. So this is going to be a monster that uh, it's going to 
That'd be a lot uh, of fun. You know, it's gonna yeah, it'll it'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that uh, coming out. I, it's probably next month, but there'll be more draft content in the meantime. Excellent. We'll go check that out. Uh, obviously, we are pretty locked into the draft too, so uh, Tony's a great resource for that as well. And thehockeywriters.com is free. So if you're if you are interested in a lot of draft stuff, there are a lot of great websites that I would advocate paying for. Uh, but one of the free options out there that that still provides a lot of bang for the buck. Um, there are no bucks involved, but whatever. Um, is thehockeywriters.com. You guys do a lot of great work. Um, I I realize that like. So quick backstory, we're going to pull back the curtain a little bit, smash that fourth wall. I wrote for the hockeywriters.com for a little bit. And um, I, I gotta be honest, I like hadn't really heard of it before that. And then since I stopped, it just didn't, it was not working with my schedule and I just, it didn't work out for me. Uh, but since I stopped, uh, I have just, it's everywhere. Like every time I want to look something up, it's at the top of, of the search results. And I know, it, you know, good SEO on your part good and stuff like that. But uh, you guys are literally uh, everywhere. So, so good stuff with that. And it, I was literally reading one of your articles the other day and I didn't even realize it. And then you plugged something that I said on Twitter into it. I can't remember what it was. I think it was a, uh, Hakan think it was Anderson. Rankings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it was a Hakan Anderson uh, quote that you threw in there. I was like, Oh no shit. Um, but yeah, I, I'm on, I'm, I, it's flabbergasting how often I'm on the site. So go check it out. Uh, they do a lot of good stuff. And Tony uh, is our personal favorite here at the Lockdown Red Rings because he is the only person uh, from there to make an appearance. So we're good. To, we're happy to have you back. Uh, hopefully we can have you back soon uh, as we roll towards draft season. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Thanks, Appreciate guys. Appreciate you. it. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.